Welcome to Gorilla Cricket. I'm Tony Bishop. December the 3rd saw the release of Inside the Tour, the Ashes 86-87. It's the definitive story of that extraordinary tour told to Mark Pugach by those who were part of it. It's a terrific listen, and you can find it via your usual podcast provider. One of those who was not just there, but was man of the match as England clinched the series at the MCG is my guest today, Gladstone Small. Gladstone, welcome back to Gorilla Cricket. Tony, pleasure. Delighted to be back. Great to, great to hear you guys are going from strength to strength. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for that. And uh, yes, we are. So I'm going to start off with a um, fairly easy, gentle opener for you. Uh, <laughs> a half volley. A little half, half volley. volley. Yeah. Um, uh, you took more wickets against Australia than anyone else, uh, than any other opponent. Um was there really was there something special about playing Australia? <laughs> I just love beating them. Well, <laughs> I just love beating them. That's the, that was one. Listen, now obviously um, I, I played. That's probably because I played more tests against them than than anyone else. Um, and but only only out of all the ones I played against Australia, only one of them was in, was at home in England. So obviously, uh, uh, someone the England the England boys, my captains and managers, obviously thought. <laughs> First of all, I thought I was a good tourist, and, and I could take I could take take the heat of, of playing in Australia and all the stuff that got that went on with it. I just love listen. I I've always loved I've always loved the the thought of of touring. I, I love playing. I mean, I like home, but I like being away as well. And, and so, <laughs> you're making a career of it still. <laughs> if I didn't do it, someone else would tell yeah. me. But no, so, so and so from a very, I mean, I went, I went traveling. Um, obviously, a young cricketer back in the eighties. The season finished in England in September, and if you want to progress and, and learn and do things, you pretty go play abroad. And I went to play in Australia, and my first season was 1982-83 playing club cricket in Melbourne. Mm. And that was that was and actually that was my my coincided with. Uh, with probably uh, well, it was Ashes tour, Bob Willis Ashes tour, and I didn't. I I made my. I got called into the England team that that summer. The summer and, and at home, Bob Willis called me up for the Test match. Um, Derek Pringle injured his back writing a note um, after practice on the day before the Test match at Edgbaston <laughs> against Pakistan, and Bob Willis called me up to the Test match. And I, I wasn't. I myself wasn't feeling too well. But roll it forward. The England team went to Australia that winter. I was playing in Melbourne. So whenever the England team came to Melbourne, I used to have to, I was I was invited to go train and practice. And I got it. It was a great insight. It was a wonderful insight into, into test match cricket and how 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 the guys set themselves up in the psyche and the and the mindset that you have to be in. And I, I love I love that little bit that I got. I mean, and that test match, that was actually that was my very first Ashes test match I saw because I had missed. In 1981, Ashes, both from Ashes, mm. I was playing county cricket. So I, you know, back then, the county cricketers, we played a lot of cricket. We, I didn't get to see any of those matches at all. One feels the England team might be better if that was still true, Gladstone. But well, uh... <laughs> oh, well that's another thing. That's <laughs> uh, another I have a, well, thing. I've got a question for you then. Um, uh, you know, from arriving in England as a young teenager to winning the Ashes, that's some journey. Before it ha- happened, before you, before that 86, yeah. 87 series. Was there ever a point where you thought, you know what, one day I'm going to win an Ashes for England? Did it ever um, cross your mind? <laughs> well, listen, I, I grew up, my, the guy that gave me the love of the game, my granddad, um, lived uh, born in Jamaica, but lived in Barbados. And then he never left Barbados until when he died in 1993 years old. Um, 
but he loved English cricket. He loved England cricket. And as a as a as a guy as a young boy, I remember him coming home from work on the sugar plantations and chilling in his radio to find out wherever England was playing a test match. Mm-hmm. And that could have been at, at Lords, at Headingley, at, at, at places like Old Trafford, places I did I didn't know. Only thing I read know about him was that they had a cricket ground in those places. Yeah. Didn't know where they were. And that meant and that meant granddad would t- tune into England playing playing Australia in the and the ashes. And so I'd, I'd heard about this this thing called the ashes from a, from a little boy because of my my grand my granddad. So hence hence I knew the history and the and the tradition of it and the importance of of what ashes cricket was all about. Wow. And so and so then when when I got when I then got that to see it in '82 and saw what probably actually probably the second the best the best test match that I ever saw actually was that that 1982 83 test match at the MCG. And then followed by the Edgbaston Test match in two thousand and five, that that famous oh, one in yeah. two thousand and five. I mean, I mean, and that, I mean, and then interspersed with that, all of the, all of the, 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 the atmosphere, the tension, the players that that plays in in the, on all those great matches, and and it still it still makes the the note the footnote that if if an England player or an Australian player had they only could make one hundred or take one five for who would the opposition be? The Australian would say England, England and the Englishman would say Australia. It, it, it is still the iconic Test series played played out in this in this great game of cricket. Well, let's just remind people for a second about that eighty six eighty seven tour. England had unexpectedly won in Brisbane on the back of Sir Ian Botham heroics. They then drew in Perth and Adelaide, so a win at the MCG would give England the series. Enter you, Gladstone, to be <laughs> man of the match, but. Should we actually thank Elton John for making that little piece of history possible? <laughs> we, we definitely should ta- thank him for many things on that trip. And he was he, he, he was our tour mascot. Should we? But more, more and more, on more occasions than one, I must I must say. I mean, it's um, and yes, I mean that morning. I, I mean, I, luckily, luckily back then in eighty six, eighty seven. I mean, obviously, like now the guys have been in Australia. I think for a month or so, and they've only they've only played they've only played about two, three or four days against each other. Whereas in eighty six, eighty seven, we were in Australia for 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 a month before yeah. the first Test match. But the clever Australians had started us in Brisbane, then they took us around a tour of a tour of Australia. And as you well know, Australia is not it's not Wales. It's not a small. You can't do it by bus. You got it, you got For any Welsh uh, listeners, you know, <laughs> Gladstone is by no means inferring that Wales is small. <laughs> so well, I'm just saying the size, the size of yeah. Wales. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean it's, it's so yes, you've got to, and they fly you all over from Brisbane to Tasmania, back up to, to Sydney, over to Perth, and then you ended up end up back in Brisbane for the first test match. And you play, you play a lot of you play a lot of a lot of cricket. Luckily, the likes of of of, of both both Sabotham and and the senior players weren't weren't too weren't too keen on, should we say? They were they were saving themselves for the for the main the main mm. contest. So the likes gave must likes of myself and the, the other younger players, people like Neil Foster and Phil De Freitas, Jimmy Whittaker, those sort of guys, Bill Athy, Chris Broad, those guys. It gave gave us us. Us not us us not us non senior players the chance to get into the tour and 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 make a step for your, for your place. So hence hence on that tour and luckily I I played the previous summer I played probably the some of the best 
Um, my most educative part of my cricket career was playing Sheffield Shield cricket mm. in South Australia the previous ah. year, the previous season. And that meant I'd played at the SCG, the MCG, Wacker, the Gabba, all these great, all I'd, I'd had, a, I'd, I'd had that. So when I got to these venues, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, the size of the Australian grounds, they could, they could leave you in awe of, of, cause they're much bigger grounds than the ones we put, than our grounds here. Like the MCG not, is not just, just a- in, in capacity, but in the, the size of the actual, the playing area. So and so that that so I I'd seen all of that the previous year sort of I was I was already in in tune of what what was what was required as obviously the the conditions as well the playing conditions the heat mm. the, the the ground the firmness of the ground I love I love playing in Australia because that's the other thing you get the grounds in England because of our lovely weather here you know they they can be quite soft you know the ground the grass is lush and green and soft and springy. And so you, you know, you got to really get your feet into it. In Australia, the grounds are hard, and, yeah. you, and so you can, you can, you can bounce, you can slide across the surface, and use that for your, well, for your gonna, rhythm. We are going to come on chat a little bit uh, about the, the differences and. Um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline about the new cookover ball i've got a question for you about that actually but um the reason i mentioned elton john because wasn't it a very direct influence hadn't graham dilly created an opening for you courtesy of attempting to bowl at elton john and all of a sudden there you were at the mcg on boxing day opening the bowling for england just tell us a little bit about how that came about <laughs> well yeah, i mean yeah elton elton john is obviously the guy's there's a superstar hero fabulous musician and he was there, he, he, <laughs> and he was in he was in Australia that that all that summer playing with the Melbourne Philharmonic Orchestra and and get and getting involved. He'd met the England boys Gower and Botham and Lamb on a previous trip, and he listen. He's not a cricket fan. We all know his, his love for soccer, but he love he loves everything English. His you know his flowers are English, his fruits English, his water is English, and then and then obviously the, the cricket team were so he was around. A lot, you know, they were partying and 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 keeping us entertained at various points of the tour. And that that Christmas, that Boxing Day morning, after after quite a a very um um you know lovely long boozy Christmas day where yeah. we all got dressed up in various fancy dress outfits and um for for our families and stuff. And that morning we yeah, the first first time we'd been down to the MCG to practice on that the Boxing Day morning. But um, and Elton turned up, and then so there he was on the outfield, and um, and and, and Graham thought, oh, well, I'll have a little jog up and have a a little Graham Dilly. This is pick the yeah. pick a pick a Dilly, and he'll have a little ball to to you know, practice his outswingers to Elton, who could who couldn't lay a bat on anything, but <laughs> they, but, but on, on doing so, Graham tweaked tweaked to tweaked to quad muscle. And sure enough, as I was there mixing the drinks down in the down in the bowels of the MCG, as um, massive place, you mm. can't down in the dressing rooms, you can't see see what's going on on, on the outfield. And Gatton came down to get his 
get his, his England blazer to go toss the coin. He said, hey, it's Tony. Stop mixing the drinks, mate. You're actually playing. Picker, Picker just did his, his his leg balling to Elton. So <laughs> you actually, you're playing. So that was it. Half an hour to go. I was I was I was given the given the thumbs up that I was in the team. So you sat out the first three tests and Mike Gassing, he wins the toss. Uh, yeah. and, and chooses to bowl. So and and that, with that very late call up to the to, to the game, did you even have time to be nervous? No. <laughs> Not at all. Which probably helps, quite frankly. Yeah. You know, you because obviously, I mean, you play. If, if I was, if I was the night before, if I knew that I was playing the next day in front of I don't know seventy-five, whatever thousand people, I, I wouldn't have slept a wink. But I, I had a great night's sleep. You know, probably because it was in, induced with lots of Christmas Christmas spirit from from during the day. But I had a great great night's sleep and got to the ground. Just you know. And so, but 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 they then and after, yeah, Gat Gat won the toss, put the Aussies in on a on a cloudy, overcast day in, in Melbourne. So the bowling conditions were 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 the thing, the sort of things as a as a seam bowler, seam swing bowler, you you dream of of of, of picking in in a in a in a in a, in a, in a you know, nice green atmospheric conditions, and um. But but yeah, but, but still you you got to come back. You you walk out on the field and it's it's not it's not the, it's not a welcoming crowd that greets you. <laughs> nope. It's it's um, the pummy bashing start, shall we say? And as and Gat Gat's got a sense of humour, so he sends me down to down to this famous place at the MCG, a place called Bay Thirteen. It was it was known as you know, and they're there you know they I think they just let him out for the day from whatever from <laughs> institutions on the proviso to go to the MCG and and just and just back, beat back, bash up the, whoever the opposition were. So, so that was that was Gat's attempt to sort of get me in the mood and stuff was to send me. Well, it did, me to, it to, did the to trick. It did the trick. What was it? Five for forty-eight. Um, can you still remember who they were? Can you reel them off just like that? Um, <laughs> not all, not all of them. I, I'm David Boone. I remember my mate Dan uh, David Boone. He was you know, top batsman, great and a top man. Boone. Yeah, I see him now. He's now. A, a match referee. So whenever he's in town, we always have a beer or two together. I can't keep it with his drinking. You know, he's the record he holds for, for the most cans of drink beer coming over from Australia. But he's a great man. So I got him out. I got him out caught behind by Jack by Jack Richards. I think yeah. caught him. And I, and I also got a really good pal of mine, sadly no longer with us, and someone who had played a lot of cricket with in Melbourne back in the early days. My two two of my biggest. Aussie mates, quite frankly, was um, one is the, the ugliest man in cricket, Merv Hughes, and the other one was sadly no longer with us as Dean Jones. He was a yeah. he was a Melbourne Melbourne son of Melbourne, and he lo- he loved the Melbourne people love him, and he loved them. So I remember got getting him out quite quite early as well, and and I think I got I think I got um, Steve War. You did, you did. And you got three of them. You don't. You're going well. You, you, I'm not a sure. guy called Peter Peter Sleep who spinner. Yeah. Who I'd actually played with the previous the previous year. He played for South Australia. So great nickname. Sunder. Sunder Sleep was his nickname. Sunder. You know, so so I remember get him out and one one of the borders, I think. And there, but, but but the thing with my five, my five wickets were all, as I said, caught, caught, 
keeper. Yeah. Caught, both of them caught one at second slip, caught Gatton at first slip. Richard's got both, two, and I, I think both of them got two catches. Both of them might have got three catches, actually. Yeah. So I got my my five or five, you know, classic, you know, seam, seam up bowling. Both of them got five. Yeah. I think one was caught, you know, Jack Richards caught one running back towards me at that fine leg from a top edge pull. One was caught at third man. One was caught at deep mid, deep long on. Or one was caught at cover. So he got he got five as well. The the, the great man. But this uh, testimony testimony of the he wasn't he was nowhere near fit. Beefy, I mean, no one else would have played that match. He was only about sixty seven percent fit of that. But he said, "Listen, mate, um, there's no way I'm going to set to get. There's no way I'm not going to play this test match. We're one nil up with two to play." Uh, just put whatever you want in, in in me. I'll get get the doctor to do whatever he wants. I'm I'm playing this test match. So he so, was nowhere near fit, the big man. But seventy percent fit, twenty percent guts, ten percent pure adrenaline. I would imagine. And 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 just ninety five percent heart. And ninety five percent heart. Do you know that was going to be my next question? Compare your five to both of them. But then you kind of <laughs> as ever you were able to anticipate me and get ahead. Now, I'm going to ask you about the winning catch though. So. Um, Oh uh, yeah, so your five were Boone Jones, uh, Dean Jones, uh, Steve Ward, Greg Matthews, and Peter Sleep. Oh, uh, Greg yeah. Matthews, yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, Greg Matthews. But um, you also got that winning catch off uh, Phil Edmonds. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And <laughs> the great Philippe, Philippe Ed- Ed- Edmonds. He, he, he was always a, a wonderful character. Uh, Henry. Henry was his nickname in the team. Um, and he was he was a smart fella. Well, a guy, he was a bit of an insomniac. Um, couldn't no one could you couldn't room with him because he was always listening to listening to all obscure radio stations, Radio Russia or or some some you know, <laughs> you know radio, you know, you know, you know, Antarctica or something like that. He was always <laughs> you know, crazy. And so, so, and and then he was always he he, he need he needed to he needed to amuse himself most of the time, and he, he spent a lot of time taking the piss out of Gat, quite frankly, on the field. Edmonds, well, they played together yeah, at county level, of course. And he was, the sort of things he would do. So I remember I, that that he was born, and by this stage we were we were well in control of the game on that last the third afternoon. We beat the Aussies on the third afternoon, mm-hmm. and in, in comes Merv Mervin Hughes, the aforementioned Merv Hughes, the, the ugly Australian. And he comes, and and I'm down at backward on the on the sweep bound on the sweep. You know, normally you're behind square of the square of the um, square leg for the sweep shot, and 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 Philippe, he kept he keeps telling me to come go square, keep to my left hand, go left. So by this stage, I'm now what would be about thirty yards out of position for the sweep shot. And he says, right, make a spot, make an X on the grass, you know, so you don't move anyway, you know, you guys don't move anywhere. So the next ball he bowls to Merv, and Merv has this great big oik of a shot, and then it top edge, and it, it's coming towards me. I steady myself, luckily, yeah, and I took the catch first in, and I looked, when I took the catch, I looked down, I was standing directly above the X that Phil, Phil Edmonds told me to mark, you know, Call it well, call it luck, or call it a great piece of, of of intuition or whatever. But and then I just, I just, you know, I caught, took the cash, and I normally you see the guys these days would keep the put the ball in their pockets as a memento. I just, I threw the ball into the into the in, into the stand at the MCG, and so so that was it. Some dog has been chewing it for the last 
for the last 30 years or so in, in Melbourne. Oh. oh, well, let's hope yeah. it's still hopefully in a case somewhere being revered <laughs> as it, as it, not, as it truly I've never seen. I've never seen, I've never seen it again, so I don't know. Uh, uh, well, Martin Johnson, obviously, you know, the late Martin Johnson famously yeah. wrote about the team, you know, can't bat, can't bowl, can't field. Um, did that jibe personally motivate or inspire you? It, well, it, it certainly it certainly rankled. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly got our it certainly got us our attention. Listen, Scoop as he was known was a was a lovely was a lovely fella, and, and we always he was I mean, back in those days. Thankfully, I mean the the, the press boys, the media boys, were the likes of Scoop and people like Chris Lander, Crayo, those they're yeah, great you know, great great guys. Um, being um, and so we got, we actually got got used to get all well with 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 those guys because they used to get more expenses than we got. So so we you know, so we used to, used to always invite us to come and go drink to take us out for drinks and dinner because they can afford it and we couldn't on our the expenses that we got. So so we got on well with those guys. And but when when that article obviously it, it was it was definitely used as as Mickey Stewart, the coach manager of of that team. And he was very, very, very smart man, Mickey. He didn't have, he didn't have to say much, but when he and the first person he saw that he, he showed that that article to was 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 beefy. Was it was beefy? So you can imagine the let's just say the words that beefy mentioned were couldn't weren't couldn't be printable. What the, what beefy said about Martin Johnson back then. But it, what it, but I remember that night that night before the night before that test match. And listen, we we'd lost in that month before. Before that, we we lost. Um, well, we lost to the the, Queen, the Queensland rum drinkers up in up in up in Bundaberg. Yeah, you know, the the South Australian wine farmers beat us. The, <laughs> largely by giving you copious amounts of their product. Apparently, but, yeah, well, there was that as well. But because yeah. we went as well as playing the 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 the, the Shield guys, we played what was called Country Elevens. Yeah. Mm. They really ship ourselves are all over the place to so play these Country Elevens. And and so because you know, the guys weren't in 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 test cricket mode for the first we were it was a it was a good it was a good the warm up should we say was um was was well I, <laughs> was again very I, I, very enjoy, more enjoyable than more cricket I will come on to that now I'm going to ask you about that um uh, either of the series and what Ian Botham had said um you know the the the, the, the published version. Is that's it? The party's over. The real game begins tomorrow. Now, I asked Chris Broad uh, that when I spoke to him. He had a version of it. Every printed interview I've seen, every England player's got a different version of it. What's yours? What? What can you? Are you even allowed to say what he actually said? Do you remember oh, yeah, the yeah. actual words? Oh, yeah, I, I remember it. Remember it very, very, very vividly. This, you know, we and we we were listen. We were as I said, we weren't at the races for that month. Um, obviously, yes, the likes of Masad, the guys who are the younger, the, the, the guys who are trying to, to, to play their way into test cricket in their career. We obviously, you, you play for England, so you're trying, but it wasn't, we, we know it wasn't a test match. And then, yeah, that night, the night before, we had a, we had a gathering. Uh, um, it wasn't a dinner. We didn't have a, we didn't have a dinner. We just gathered in a team room, which was full of Castleman, Forex, and, and and beef beefy was sponsored by Lindemann's wines or something like that. Some wine man so there was lots of and then so he said, right, guys, he just said, right, party, party is over. Tomorrow yeah. the real serious stuff begins. You know, this, this is where this is where the England team come out come to play. 
And that, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a big church. It wasn't a big church, Churchillian sort of speech or nothing like that. Oh, okay. It was just, it was just a stairs of right. Collective focus. That's cricket starts. Well, you snagged another five for in Sydney, um, but I've got, the series was won by then. Uh, was it a big disappointment to not close ooh, the series out? Dead rubber, though it may have been. I mean, you got that five for. Did you? Did you feel slightly? Should have won that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it was it was one of those ones where where we, we were still we were still probably celebrating because back then, in the, after the after the Melbourne Test, we went we went over to Perth to play the there was an America's Cup tournament mm. where the other the other countries the other the other country you know, the West Indies and Pakistan and India had all flown in for that tournament and we, we won that as well. We went and won that tournament. So we were full on, we were full on celebration mode, you know, even more celebration mode when we got to Sydney for that last test match. And then the Aussies picked, uh, they picked, uh, there was confusion in the Australian ranks, um, which, which Taylor, did they pick the right Taylor? And the, the common, uh, some people thought they were, the Aussies wanted to pick a guy called Mark Taylor, who eventually yeah, yeah. went on to captain Australia very well, an opening batsman. And they picked a guy called Peter Taylor, who was an off-spin bowler, um, and to, for that test match. And I think all of the England batsmen, including myself, tried to hit him into the Sydney Harbour, which is about three miles away from the SCG. And he, he ended up getting six wickets in the first innings and another four or five in the second because we just tried to to keep Mung and this guy out of the, out of the, out of the SCG on that test match. So yes, the focus again wasn't quite what it could have been, but but yes. I mean, but yeah, we're two and a up with one to play in the in the Ashes. England hadn't won an Ashes Ashes series um, since uh, Ray and Earth team in seventy seventy one or so. So it was it was it was something that was definitely def- definitely worth celebrating. That's for sure. So yes, it was disappointing that we couldn't quite finish them off and 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 win the series three 0 or two 0 so we gave them a little bit of a, a, a still an ashes win in the record books. You give the Australians a chance, they'll take it. Yeah, well, I mean, a huge part of that story in '86 was not just the win, although that was fantastic in itself. But but everything that went on around it, there was the build-up, wasn't there, with the the Gower Gatting "I'm in charge" T-shirt handover. There was the return of Ian Botham after, should we say, an enforced break. There was parting wine. You've mentioned it, rum, fancy dress. I mean, I think you were Zorro before you went and put Australia <laughs> to the sword, which is kind of appropriate. Um, well, it tells me we're running out of time. We're going to have to. I think it was because we had Dan on at the beginning. Uh, how did you manage to keep focus? Tell me that. Well, listen, again, you're, you're playing. You're playing. Te- you're playing for your country. You're, you're playing Test cricket for, for your country. So there's lots of lots of pride involved. Lots of passion. You're playing against Australia, the 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 uh, the, 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 the arch enemy, shall we say? So mm. that's that 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 also is 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 uh, and and you and obviously you you're playing. You, you, as I said, you, when you got when you got you're playing for your shirt, you're playing with pride. So you you can't you can't take things for for, for granted. And and you and you and you want to you want to set you want to set. If you can set a mark and set set a set a standard that that carries you through into your career, then the Ashes is a good one, good one to have. So, so that's what that's what that's what that's what it's all about, really. And I'm sure, as the guys this in Australia for this for this current series, obviously, yeah, and, and you know they'll want to create their part of history, 
And that's that's when you get a quiet moment to think of what what the ashes is about. Um, and that's that's what really makes you want to get up there and and, and be the man. And perform. you haven't quite done with Australia, Glaston, because you uh, came up against them again in '89 in England. Um, didn't you uh, actually rescue a draw for England at the Oval there? <laughs> Hero with the bat yes. on that occasion. Well, this just goes there. Uh, just uh, if only this is my got. I got my my. I was on my way to my maiden maiden test match centuries, yeah. and I ran out ran out of partners. <laughs> <laughs> that, that but it was match. a draw. Um, um, people like I mean uh, again, you know, um, people like batting batting down the order with people like um, Nick Nick Cook, um, the the beast, and and obviously um, I think came in on eleven that test match. Sadly, just sit recently just. Just passed away was um, the Kent Kent bowler Alan, Alan Iggy Eagleston. Mm. Sadly, just recently passed away. So he he was making his his um, Test match debut that Test match, and I, I know and I remember obviously um, obviously trying to trying to obviously eat, trying to get him to, get him to stay with me because I was I was I was feeling quite quite confident. Like, even on fifty nine, I was I was sensing sensing myself getting a hundred on a, on a good. <laughs> Good batting track at the Oval. That, oh, that just forty-one game. short of that. Oh, well, <laughs> that well, well. <laughs> um, so yeah. if we, you know, if we think ahead, then let's look ahead to the, um, the series coming up. Can our England side out there take inspiration from uh, those heroes of eighty-six, eighty-seven, starting in Brisbane? Abs- absolutely, they absolutely they can because you know once once again in, when you're in Australia the the Aussies aren't going to give them much much chance. You, know, you obviously you see you see the likes of obviously the likes of the, the typically Glenn McGrath would be saying it's going to be five nil to us to Australia, and then that would be most of the Australian public would be saying that. So they, they'll be they'll hear that they'll know that. Um, but you know, listen, it's it's. Uh, I think this is going to be a really a really good test match series against um, two, you know, two even, two quite even teams, quite frankly. And it's the one, the one, the one who gets the leg up first in this series is could be the one who controls how how it goes. So well, that, no that's going to be the challenge. That's going to be the challenge for for the England team, and and that's why the Aussies always take you to Brisbane because mm-hmm. the, the Brisbane, the weather, it's hot, it's tropical, it's it's, it's hot, it's steamy. The pitch gets gets harder and, and faster as it goes. Starts off a little bit t- tacky, and but then it gets it gets seems to gets quicker and harder. And so the Aussie bowlers gets more come more more into the more into the game. So you're going to be tested. You'll be tested um, if you're not you're just your cricket, your temperament, your, your ability, but you you, you they test you mentally, you know, physically as well. They'll they'll threaten you. You know, you're upstairs, you know, with all the the the, the bounce of stuff. It's it's a real, and it's a bit, and it's a bit of a kick in the the, the, the gabba mm. these days. It's it gets you know, it gets very steamy and, and hot in there. And so the Aussies, that's the reason why they love and they, they, their record at the gabba is 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 quite formidable. Well, England haven't won there since you guys. Although yeah, you, did, exactly. you, didn't, you didn't play in that game, but eighty six, eighty seven was the last time. It's going to be a new Cookaburra ball. That's the- Sounds yeah, like so, one you'd quite so, like to have had in your hands. Well, it's the, the Kookaburra ball. It's, uh, I mean, it's, 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 uh, yeah, listen, it's a, it's a new cricket ball. It'd be five and a half ounces, you know, but, but that's, that's, that's where the similarity ends. It's, it, it feels, it always feels a little bit bigger 
than a than our juke ball. It always, you know, it always somehow feels, you know, that little bit more. You've got to really get it into your hands. And then the, the the main thing in the cricket ball is obviously the seam. Yeah. And that that seam on a, on a cookerbell ball, it lies it lies flatter. It lies quite flat as opposed to our jukes, which always seems a little bit more. You can really feel when you hold a juke ball, you think, "Oh, I've got a friend here. I've got this seam as my friend." <laughs> Whereas on a on a cookerbell, you don't feel that. And after 10, 15 overs, that seam even goes even even flatter. So you got to make use. Of a U Cookerbell ball, that's that's the key to it all, and the England bowlers will, will know that. I, I don't know this new ball is obviously they reckon it's got some harder and a more pronounced seam. I think oh, uh, so. So should last. You should swing and move off the pitch for, for well, longer see, than, well, than, than look, look, they say. I look forward to saying that, but it's yeah. in the Aussie, Aussie <laughs> conditions. But I believe that I believe it's it's been obviously the, a lot of the practice games, the warm up games that the England boys have been. Playing admittedly amounts themselves, a lot of it has been has been rain rain affected. So that tells me that there's been a lot of there should be a lot of moisture in mm-hmm. in, in the surface. Um, in Australia, they use they use what they call flat covers. In England, we have our roll-on hovercrafts that mm-hmm. is above the ground. In Australia, they, they use flat um, tarpaulin and, and and sheets and stuff. So. In Brisbane, that that means sweat, sweating. They should sweat more, shouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. So I expect I expect that the likes of Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad, even though yes, the batters might be feeling a little bit of trepidation that they, that they need the sunshine and the and the heat, but I'm sure I think Broad and Anderson will be licking their lips and knowing that they're well, okay. A cookabar, a cookabar of a pronounced seam in in atmospheric conditions and on a moist pitch. I think our our seam bowlers will be will be looking forward to the to that very much. So five tests. What's your yeah. where's where's your money, Gladstone? Uh, <laughs> I never bet. I never bet on cricket. All right, your <laughs> metaphorical money. Where do you want to put the score? If it was a golf <laughs> game, you probably I'd probably give you more insight. But cricket, no chance. Listen, um, I, as I said, as I said earlier, listen, the Aussies are favourites. They're playing at home. Their conditions. Their, their, their bowlers um, know they uh, are probably better suited. Their t- tall bowlers that they have there are probably better suited than, than our, our guys to, to the conditions. Um, but we've got the likes of Anderson and Broad. And I also like Ollie Robinson. I think his, yeah. his how he started off in Test Match Cricket is a revelation. And I, I think he will enjoy bowling in Australia. So I can see him being a, a really big part in this series, Robinson. Then brilliant to have you know uh, Ben Ben Stokes. The Aussies will be having sleepless nights about having to play against Ben Stokes. When when when, they, when it was announced two weeks after the tour party came out that Stokes was announced he was he was fit. I can imagine. Lots of Australian cricketers would, be, would have been banging. A lot of England, England fans are, are agreeing with that. Listen, Absolutely. we're going to have to um, to uh, wrap it up there. But a reminder that you can hear the story of the remarkable eighty-six, eighty-seven Ashes with Gladstone plus Sirian Botham, Mike Gatting, David Gower, Alan Lamb, Chris Broad, Philip De Freitas, Mickey Stewart, not to mention Jeff Lawson and Alan Border on the Inside the Tour podcast. Gladstone Small, it has been a real pleasure again. Uh, thank you for talking with Gorilla Cricket. Cheers, Tony. Take care. Yeah, take care of yourself. Cheers Enjoy now. The yeah, we will. Take care.